You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hello, I'm Ella Risperger. I'm an author and a cook, and sometimes a journalist and other things too. And this week on The Pool, I'm talking about my plates to remember, five recipes from this cookbook that sort of sum up who I am and the things I think about cooking. This is my first book. It's called Midnight Chicken and Other Recipes Worth Living For. And it's a cookbook that starts with me trying to kill myself. So I guess it's a cookbook about mental health, 80 recipes about having an anxiety disorder and being in love and living in London and living living generally, I suppose. We've talked a lot about how food affects me specifically and how I think food is important and how it's not just dinner, it's so much more than that. But what I really wanna talk about is something we've touched on in all of these episodes, which is that food is just more than anything a really good time. Food is so delicious. There is so much food that is so good. It's a real source of joy to me, and I hope it is a real source of joy to you. I love making something exist where there was just ingredients before. I love sharing it. I love making people the thing they wanted, and I love making people the thing they didn't know they wanted. The best thing about living with my housemate is being able to text her in the morning, what do you want for dinner? And then being able to do it. It's like being able to give someone a present every day. I'm going to go to my best friend's house later, and I'm going to ask her, what do you want for dinner? And then I'm going to go and make it. And it's going to be like giving someone a birthday present. And when someone cooks for you, it's like they're giving you a birthday present. My life is a constant succession of birthday presents, given and received. It's a brilliant way to live. I will cook for anyone. I love cooking for people. I love... I love cooking for the people I love, because that's who I want to hang out with. But I love making friends with food. I think my default reaction to meeting someone new who I think is fun is to say, hey, you should come for dinner. And then they come for dinner and then we're friends. And I think it's been great for me as a sort of... So I know we said this episode was just going to be me talking about why food is nice, but turns out there is a secret hidden meaning, which is that as an anxious person, I'm also quite a socially anxious person. And being able to cook really nice food has been for me a great way to be like, I have something to offer. I have good qualities. (laughs) And, you know, if you know that you can make a really nice dinner, like, well, even if people hate talking to me, even if I really suck, they're going to have a really nice time. (laughs) They're going to be so full and happy. Ideally... I just want to sit down with someone and be like, so, let's talk about everything you love about spaghetti hoops. And what do you think the sausages are in Heinz beans and sausages? I don't know, but they're delicious. Terrible, but delicious. Chiefly, I think there is the exact same value in expensive pate as there is in steamed kale, as there is in Heinz spaghetti hoops. I love it all. I think they're all the same in that they're nice things and sometimes you want one and sometimes you want the other and you can have complete joy in all of those different things and one thing about writing a cookbook is that you can't write as much about all the branded food you love because it has to be recipes because everybody knows Heinz tomato soup is delicious I said this to someone the other day and they said Bella you mentioned Heinz tomato soup twice in your book (laughs) and Marmite and Tate and Lyle golden syrup so I have managed to talk about My top three favourite branded products. Cocoa Pops, also an excellent branded product. But really, it's the big three is Tate and Lyle, Heinz and Marmite. Those are the top, the top things where everyone's like, is there anything you'd only buy brand? Imagine buying own brand Marmite. Do they make own brand Marmite? I feel like we've really strayed, but the point is I love Marmite so much. And I'm always trying to convert people to Marmite because the thing people do wrong with Marmite They put it on like it's jam. It should be a very thin, barely there scraping of like an umami kind of flavour. 
Oh, it's so good. The problem is, someone will offer to make you toast. And you'll say, yes, please, Marmite. And they'll put the Marmite on and you'll think, oh no, you hate Marmite and this is why. You put it on like it's jam. It's a disaster. But, properly done, Marmite toast is probably the greatest food in the world. I try really hard to cook for myself, on my own, because I think it's an important skill to have, is to care about yourself enough to cook for yourself when there's nobody else there to praise you or to say thank you for my lovely birthday present of a meal. But it's not my heart. My heart is cooking for people around me. Everything in this recipe book, and literally there is not one recipe I have not made for somebody else multiple times. Which brings me on to my final plate to remember, which is whiskey and rye blondies. So these blondies I invented first for a bonfire night. We went to, we used to always go to Hampstead. This is when I first moved to London, we used to go to Hampstead every year because if you climb to the top of Hampstead Heath and you can see all of London in front of you, you can see so many fireworks going off. It is a complete joy. Anyway, we used to go, take a picnic. Uh, John, the tall man, would always put a hip flask of whiskey in his coat. We would take a bottle of ginger wine, like samosa things. I thought it would be fun to make whiskey and rye blondies because we were going with my friend Harry Harris, who is a folk singer. And I feel like whiskey and rye is one of those folk singer things that they have a lot. They have it in American, American Pie, is that the song I mean? Those good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye. I, that's not a folk song, but it feels right. And I thought it would be funny. And it also turned out that they were delicious. Whiskey and rye, great combination. Who knew apart from the good old boys? We ate them while watching the fireworks. And just, it's like a real little caramelly sugar hit. I put little gold stars in them too, because I thought it would be cute. And it was cute. It was very cute. And when I make them now, I just think about being there in the cold, writing mine and John's names in sparklers, like I was 14. And, oh, it makes me feel so happy. I feel so lucky to have them. Like, one of the things, one of the titles for this book was Kitchen Stories. Um, in fact, the title I really wanted was Midnight Chicken and Other Stories. But unfortunately, there is already a magnificent book called Roast Chicken and Other Stories. But it is really a collection of stories. It's a storybook. It's a storybook with extra cooking. I don't know if food exactly helps you remember, but it certainly gives you an anchor. It gives you an anchor to go back and explore the past with. If you think, when did I make this? When did I last think about this? So when I was little, and actually they still do it, my parents always write in their cookbooks, not what amendments they made to the recipe, but what we were doing when it happened. So I look at my parents' cookbooks now and it's sort of like, 2002, Ella working on a school project about Vikings. Nikki, that's my mum. Nikki took the baby on a bike ride. David, that's my dad, made this recipe. Too much cream, should have put the onions in sooner. Then they date it. And you end up with this like incredible diary of many years. It's like, you know those liner, liner day? And then over five years you look back. It's like that with a whole library of cookbooks. And I think that's how I feel about food in general. And particularly this book. I feel incredibly lucky to have this book because I can just flick back through and remember the first time I made a thing. The day I wrote it down. The day I tested it. And every other time I've eaten it. I mean, it's an incredibly narcissistic way to remember about your own past by writing a cookbook. But in lots of ways, that's why I wrote it. I wrote it to keep this incredibly beautiful time in my life there forever. I suppose that's why I chose to end on these ones. On these blondies, because we're such a happy day. And I've never made these blondies without being quite happy. They're really delicious and they make me feel really pleased. And that's sort of what it's all about. 
you for listening to all my plates to remember. Hasn't it been fun? You can listen back to my other plates to remember on thepool.com. My book, Midnight Chicken and Other Recipes Worth Living For, is out now, published by Bloomsbury, and it has all these recipes in it and some more! Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, we'd love you to rate, review and subscribe.